Welcome back, everybody. We are at episode number three of the um, Me and Paul podcast. Uh, my name is Aldo. I play in the Power Violence Band Shitstorm Trooper, and I run Baby Raking Records. We, I have my co-host here, uh, veteran uh, of the game, Paul Barfo, uh, plays in Godstomper and various other projects over time. And today's guest is Sally from the Power Violence Band uh, Gaboon fucking Raggin and currently also Graf. Did I say it right, Sally? I hope I said it right. No, no, you didn't. But that's fine. No, no one does uh, outside of I, the I Netherlands. Know a little bit of uh, 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 what's it called? German pronunciation. I know it doesn't always translate, but anyway. No, they have the softer G, so everything is. That's awesome. So, um, Sally, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know that you're a busy person and you have a, a lot of uh, things going on <laughs> over there between work and uh, projects that you run. And um, so we want to thank you for being here. And I understand that you kind of already knew Paul uh, a little bit before. Yeah, some time ago, uh, I was emailing Paul because uh, I bought some stuff from him over the internet. Uh, like yeah, that's right. Yeah, you went bought some merch off me. So that's cool. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can go buy, buy gas now and buy some food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Actually, a... <laughs> yeah. Food and gasoline, you know, it's like. Yeah, that's that's like the punk kid. economy, man. That's the punk economy. Yeah. Try to keep the in fun, California in you know, California. Yeah. It's like, you know, between us, you know, keep, keep our own micro economy. Yeah. What I was getting what was at oh. from was Paul, from... what did you end up getting? Oh, I, I got there? a long sleeve for sure. And then I got, I think, some seven inch and back patch. You got a back patch. A back patch. You know, you gave that. Oh yeah, that's right. You gave, so you're not really good at earning that. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're, you man, gave like, a lot like, of like stuff. Dude, like, yeah. like, like, I'm actually like, like, there's like any money in, 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 in. Well, I don't know. I think sometimes it's always good to, you know, like be generous. But that's yes, just, and Paul, you yeah, are, I have you to are. say that my own experience with Paul, even before we had this podcast, was the same a couple of times that he's already like sent me some free stuff so yes we i i you know I'll, I'll be a witness here that he is extremely generous when it comes to his man and i think it pays it forward too you know it's just like just putting your your networking it's kind of like networking uh, kinda like you know showing goodwill type of stuff well you know i think i think like it's um you know through the years you you meet you know people who are like you know they they don't take you know the band i mean i, I know everybody has their their like their goals or you know how they want to like to do their band support like they want their band to pay for itself pay for itself which is fine you know i mean um you know i, I think you know it, it depends really like if if you can be generous you know what like you know like like with merching with me sometimes i'll be like i have so much merch stuff i just it's like so much just want to get rid of it you just want to you know fuck the money you know here this you you'd like you know you want a hoodie here's a hoodie it says gossamer <laughs> you know take it you know cool you know um yeah Here you are 30 years later you know and it, it, it obviously you haven't i don't think you've been doing it wrong i i think uh if it was a bad if it was a bad strategy it would have already like you know blown up on you you know 
Well, well it's more like, okay, think about it this way, like trying to like, after like a year and a half of not having shows, then you sort of say, well, are people still, is your band, this is the question I hear from a lot of people, is what you do still relevant after a year and a half of no shows? I mean, this is for like musicians. I mean, art is a different, you know, that's a, you know, but I'm talking about like musicians only because, you know, bands need shows and they need, you know, exposure to, to exposure, but you know, there's you, it's been hard, you know, we haven't had, you know, you can do shows, but you know, you wouldn't because it's, you know, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So obviously you gotta be, you know, careful, right? So but did you before uh, still play often with God Stomper? I saw it maybe a few times on the bill, but uh, we who yeah. like uh, us yeah. and uh in ship uh, stormtrooper? No, you with God Stomper, like were you still playing God. uh we haven't we shows? haven't we ha we haven't played in a year and a half. But before, were you actively like playing often, or was that? Yeah, we not... played like we played. We played like whenever like we could. Like you know, like we we just kept like maybe there was a couple of years we only played like one show for like one year. We played one show in one year, and every other year since like 1996, it's been like mm. show every month or every two shows a month or three shows a month. But then, you know, um, you know, we get busier. You know. With, our jobs or you know my brother's busy with his you know he he's you know he's he has a family so you know he has his things to do so you know we yeah. you know so he we obviously you know it depends on his schedule like if he can do it but obviously since like our last show was like march 8th of 2020 that was it wow yeah i would love to played. see it <laughs> yeah yeah no right on no i mean it's I, that was the last show we played and that and then we haven't played since and like now like since there's shows starting up now the thing is that like i can't go to shows and i can't play shows because i'm getting tested for my work like i have to take covid tests just to keep my job wow so i can't i can't like i gotta be really super careful because i work like in environments where like they have to be really like you know you can't be you they're you know what i mean they're like you gotta be really careful so i'm just kind of like you know what i need my job uh, yeah oh well you know it, that's this is kind of how it is now with me um but, you know, but also we, it I, has to do with your brother right paul well 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 he he wants he would like to play shows but the thing is i can't play shows oh i, I didn't know he had kind of you know wanted to start playing shows no he wants to do it but he, we get offers all the time now but the thing I is know. i turn them everything i turn everything down now because, <laughs> I know. yeah i don't know it's like okay i was like hey can you play i was like uh no uh, and you know so uh that's just the way how things are kind of like at this point when will i be able to play more sh play again uh i'm not really sure <laughs> it's kind of hard to say at this point you know but um we'll see you know what we will see and hopefully you know give or take a year maybe <laughs> another year mm -hmm. maybe fingers crossed but y'all are still yeah, writing yeah. anyway. Man. What was that? Y'all are still writing anyway, right? I write, I write, like, uh, we'll go into that. We're going to go into that, okay. like, later as we keep going. We're going to go into the my new writing process. And oh, yeah, the, let me. Absolutely. It's going to get, we're going to go, we're going to go into this new realm of, of my past. Since the last time we had our last podcast, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go more deeper and deeper into other spaces of our I guess you could say what we've been talking about the occult 
the spiritual realm, paranormal. We're going to go deeper into me going farther into it. You know so what I mean? You, like my, have you my, had something recently mm-hmm. happen to you? Yes. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I would, I've been hesitant to talk about it because it was so, it, it goes, it, it really is more of a journey. Like if I, I can go deeper into how like, re, you know, our beliefs, spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs, all interplay into how we exist in this world, especially through all what we're going through right now. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of saw things from a different perspective on life, you know, and, and how everything interplays with itself, you know, how, why we do what we do, why you do what you do, why Sally does what she does, you know, uh, and, and then you kind of realize, okay, now I understand why this is going on. Why, you know, why are, what am I, what is my, I guess you could say the word is purpose. What is my purpose at this point right now in my life? That's, that's probably what, you know, I'll, I'll say right now before we get into it. It's pretty grand. That's a pretty grand, under, you know, I guess, discovery. Yeah, it, it, it gets it gets deep. It gets I guess the word the, the word is deep. It gets super duper deep. But okay. on a philosophical, spiritual level that defies and I guess you could say it's um, I guess I guess maybe the best example is remember in, in Paris Strikes Back when Luke goes into the cave. Uh-huh. Remember yeah. that? He goes yep. into the cave and meets Darth Vader. That's a part of an initiation into from, I guess you could say from that example, because you know that most Star Wars movies from George Lucas first ones were like based on Joseph Campbell's um, ideas and philosophies. If you know Joseph Campbell, the philosopher, um, you know, mm-hmm. he wrote like the hero's journey. Um, you can understand like why we go through these certain initiations in life, we have to go into ourselves and to and look at our dark, like the dark side of ourselves, to really understand who we are and where we're going yes. and to sort of reevaluate what we're supposed to do with our lives. Uh, so, you know, but I'll give it back to you so we can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you, if you don't mind, I, I kind of wanted to uh, ask Sally to give us a little background because this is, podcast is also about music, not just about the ethereal and the occult. Um, we also wanted to get uh, ask Sally to give us a little background on her um, on her music trajectory so far. Mm-hmm. So for our, okay. for our uh, you know friends on this side of the pond, and you know for the friends on the other side of the pond, and the rest of the world that aren't familiar. All right, cool. Well, first of all, um, I thought it was really cool that you asked me for this, and that is also not only about music, because I think it was very interesting of uh, having the occult and paranormal stuff in there. Um, it's also an interest for me. And um, well, for music, uh, my background is, I play bass in Gronfagnerache and Graf. Um, so I don't think people over there know it except for my friends there. Um, so yeah, these bands are, um, well, is just a three piece that I've been doing 10 years, but we're on a break, uh, since COVID and I don't know if we go back or if I gain that motivation, etc. Um, so that one is not that power violence. I would say, I would just say hardcore because, um, hardcore. 
Yeah, for me, it's not classic power violence. Or, of course. Yeah, uh, and and Chaf, yeah, that is so my uh, bass and drum power violence band. Um, and uh, yeah, we had that one t-shirt where we ripped off uh, your logo and then it was that you mentioned that it was also actually from Rapt, the French band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, <laughs> the artist was Sean, was Sean Hogan who, who designed it. He's the yeah. one who designed that, that God Stumper kind of rap, the stench core, they call it stench core. So yeah. um, that style of font, he, he did it like that because he likes to rap. He listened to like a lot of like rare European um, hardcore, radis, rap, extreme noise terror. And he designed that kind of, you know, that weird kind of line kind of design. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, yeah. 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 So it looks, yeah, no, that's cool. cool. Right on. No, that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, I don't see a lot of that, but that's, no, that's cool. You did that though. Right, right on. Yeah, it was only for one shirt, but uh, I, I really liked uh, it. So, uh, and a bit of a tribute, I guess. Um, I think at the moment there is for this style, maybe now other bands with bass and drum. It's popular now. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, here there's just us, I think, unless someone's listening and can correct me, but uh, I think over there, there's a lot more uh, from what I saw, like even if it's not power violence. Uh, do yeah, but you heard of Bizarre X, right? You heard yeah. of Bizarre X. And mm. there's Cuff. There's a band called Cuff from Finland. Cuff? Cuff. C-U-F-F. And they're like an early bass and drum hardcore. I don't want to okay. use them with power violence, but they're like crusty. And then from like... Um, What's another band from Finland? I think are they no not Iceland? No, they're um Homey Auto. Um it's um what's that one band? They're like a they're like a jazzy oh grindcore band with bass and drum. It's uh they're still with other bass. Um I think it's uh gosh, it'll come back to me if I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, how familiar with them. If, if, if I look it up, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's them. It's uh crap. So Sally, so you're playing in these two bands, which I, um, as you, our listeners heard, I absolutely butchered the pronunciation, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, so, but we will, we will definitely have some links and some uh, guidance as to how, where and how to to these bands guidance. And, and how to type it too. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um... We'll definitely, you know, so, cause uh, you know, you know, so we, um, are happy to have you on the show and so you play in these two bands and what about um what about the other told, bands you've, you've told us where, <laughs> where where they where they are currently right now do you, i know you have another project that you showed me a while ago where you're kind of keeping it i'm not sure if you even want to talk about it <laughs> below you mean the, you mean the one i said about la uh, guitar no 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 i know you're kind of feeling where you were kind of filling in for that black metal band i was talking about the one where you're alone oh okay yeah that is uh, electronic music um so it was something else i didn't mention it because it's um yeah it all matters. Con- yeah, it matters. <laughs> but when I think about it, when people ask me about music stuff, I only talk about 
bands and so I also usually don't mention yeah that band I'm uh, doing live for because I feel like it's not my position or anything to say uh, although I really enjoy oh, talk uh, about it. don't talk about it that. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, and send no. all the link after this. I, I will send yeah. it. I will send it. But it's like it, it is like like with black metal things, like one man band projects, and I'm just a side, you know, person. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to do that live guitar for them. But uh, no, that that was all. But then the the other thing I do is electronic music, um, which I do with um, live coding. So that's with a computer program and I just write code in there. Uh, I am, uh, uh, people don't know, but Aldo knows I am an IT person. So I, yeah, I can write a bit of code. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting way of making music because uh, you don't really know what you're <laughs> Uh, how the sound is like because you have to kind of calculate it yeah first you gotta um, write it before you can play it yeah yeah so every time I'm like running it and I was like oh this, that's not how I wanted it so in, in the end it's kind of frustrating too because you're trying to do a very simple thing and it just takes forever but it, for me it was a start because you don't have to invest in anything it's just your time to do it in a computer. I didn't want to buy anything. Uh, by now, I've bu- I bought a drum computer, but uh, again, um, because I'm new at it, it's so frustrating too. Um, but uh, I'm I'm learning, and so for that, uh, yeah. I, 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 earlier, I sent Aldo a link for that. Uh, it's quite experimental still, yes. uh, and well, I just. Yeah, use a lot of samples from mm-hmm. games uh, that I used to play a lot, and I thought they had really cool voice clips. Like um, I used a lot from. Hey Sally, like, Sally, eight huh? bit, eight bit, eight bit, or like old newer games. Are you eight bit games or older games? Oh no, not eight bit. I do like eight uh, bit sounds, but I I just took uh, samples from like voice clips from characters. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, or or like or like their fighting noises, like this, the swishes, or like when they get stabbed, uh, those game, type like, of things. If you had a game, like if you had a a game, like a video game, uh, I get okay, video game. What is your favorite video game that you really like out of all the games? I mean, I know it's kind of hard to say uh, like, n- one. But... No, I I know it's always uh, gonna be one that is Super Street Fighter Two because <laughs> that is uh the one I had on the PC or actually my brother bought it but it was the first thing we played and we played it a lot and uh, later on with the consoles also we bought uh, the different versions and on the Game Boy so I, I just like that one for good characters and just not thinking too much and then if it is more a game where you are having a story or whatever, I like uh, Final Fantasy, the one on the Game Boy Advance. I don't know um, if you've played that. That's a turn-based game, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's like uh, on on the Game Boy, it's like the Final Fantasy Tactics. so it's a bit different, I think, than what. There's like a million. There's like a million Final Fantasy games. Yeah, exactly. Like so, yes. like... I, I, yeah, I had them on PlayStation too, but I thought it was really too 
too long videos <laughs> and too much yeah i don't know too I much like story wow and they do like i've seen i've seen some of the cut scenes on the on the final fantasy games and they do try to try to make them like all wowy and like visually uh impressive and um i can see how it possibly like kind of takes away from the actual game by focusing on that type of stuff yeah i think that is like similar to a lot of like uh, movies that they have so much of these special effects now and it, it, it is just um, yeah it looks nice etc but always the stories are so predictable I mean I'm talking about uh, most act one uh, act Hollywood three. movies yeah 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 also it's all so formulaic and that's why a lot of people I think uh, me and even me and to a certain extent like try to look for like um, something different in, in like foreign films uh, that's why you get a lot of the foreign film fans is because a lot of the foreign films they don't necessarily try to stick to the act one two three formula that a lot of american films stick to you know what i'm saying like I, i've seen so many foreign films where there's it's just like story 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 terrible ending like as in like really sad ending not a bad ending just a sad ending you know it's like over <laughs> yeah yeah I, I find them uh yeah more impactful because yeah they have a shocking ending um, and then they, you see that now uh hollywood is picking on because they make remakes a lot of those movies like old boy once they realize uh, oh my god yeah this even though yeah. it has formula it's like did you say old did you say did you say old boy sally yeah what did you think of the new remake with uh with josh brolin what did you think of that remake Death Wish. No, Death Wish or Old Boy? No, I was talking about... Oh, I didn't watch it. No, sorry. I thought... Um, no, no, I didn't watch it, that one. But uh, I know for like a horror movie, what was it? A Thai, Thai horror movie about uh, a photographer and they remade it in um, American one and I did not like that. <laughs> And, what was um, it called? What, what, what I, was, I don't called? remember, but it was about a photographer guy, and um, he was getting yeah haunted by a ghost. <laughs> sounds like uh, us. Sounds like yeah. Sounds like us. Uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. It has yeah. something to do with his history, but then the U.S. remake, they. They do everything the same, like the whole story is the same, but then um, a lot of it doesn't um, make sense or something. Like, I think they just didn't explain it well. Like, what's the name of the movie? Uh, no, I, so I don't remember. remember. I have to think about it. Uh, oh, um, sh- I think, yeah, you know, I know. Shudder. Oh, Shudder. Okay. Right. Shudder, but not Shudder yeah. Island. No, 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 no. It's just Shudder. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to just check that out. Um, but, okay, so what about, uh, what about earlier in, in your life? After, after this, after we talk about this, we can start moving into like, you know, more current and stuff that we also want to talk about. But what about uh, before you entered um, the, the uh, power violence and hardcore and all that and started playing shows more actively like what about all that before what did you do before what got you in other words what got you into punk and metal um no if i have to think really 
early on, it was because my dad um, listened to a lot of instrumental rock and surf rock. And I was into that. It, it was just uh, for me, uh, yeah, also like 60s and 70s pop and rock. So I was always a bit more into guitar music. Uh, here, there's a really big uh, culture with electronic music. And so in the end, I do like electronic music as well. Um, but rock music is never that popular. Like uh, it's more like pop um like hip-hop and electronic music yes. and uh, the rock bands you like garage rock right garage rock um yeah mm, like 60s okay. garage rock oh. like you know like like a lot of like like i guess you could say like maybe like even classic like surf bands mm. uh the venture yeah like, yeah uh, the venture uh, is um, one of my favorite bands i can listen all right to on. That a cool. lot right on or yeah. even like even like 70s uh, i'm trying to think you know, hawkway i don't know if you're like, like uh, into psychedelic um uh, psych rock you know hawkwind atomic rooster uh, yeah uh, yeah you know, like really cool. obscure bands from europe and stuff or even england um i don't know that if you're into like um god like uh the who i don't know i'm like into like mod mod rock um the well, birds no, not the birds what's it called the um <laughs> god the verse is some toy that's like more like hippie rock um you know like the uh gosh i'm trying to think my mind is totally a blank right now um I'm trying to think of another bigger uh that one big band with uh members of jimmy page jimmy page was a guitarist he was in the gosh my mind is such a blank right now it was the r birds the Yardbirds. Oh, so, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think no. you do. Wasn't Eric Clapton in that band too? Was Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds? No, that was Cream. No, it was Cream. <laughs> yeah. That was Cream. Well, I, I always I like, like Cream. 60s. You like Cream? Cream's a good band. Or even mm. Jimi Hendrix. I don't know if you're in like, like, even like, you know, Jimi Hendrix's first band or even like his, you know, Jimi Hendrix experience. Um, He's done like a lot of good guitar rock stuff, you know, like really intricate noise. Even even for the time, it was like even a lot. Of, he was doing like a lot of crazy noise stuff with you know with with guitar stuff. Even back in the sixties, which is really interesting. Um, you know, I don't know if you're into that, you know, but um, I so uh, to be honest, I don't listen that that much. So as I said, I like Cream and. Um, 60s rock. 60s. Yeah, 60s rock, but I think a lot of also pop um, because that's what my dad listened to. Like he thought all the things that were in at the time, like the bands, the, the pop uh, bands or rock, um, up to the 80s, he liked it. He said after that, it was not as good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and he liked a lot of uh, like, Abba, so I also listen to a lot of that. Wow, and Journey, uh, Journey, yeah. and, uh, who yeah. else? Uh, who else is there? Uh, yeah, Yellow, the, <laughs> I listen to a lot of the, 
what was it called? The monkeys. Oh, the monkey. The monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of happy uh, pop uh, music, yeah. but it was always you know very yeah. There was always guitar, so I was always yeah. interested in like it's instruments for sure. Same, yeah. same yeah. here. It's kind of similar to me, uh, to my um upbringing. But I do agree with you when you were saying about the um that over there rock isn't very popular. Uh, when I spent a little time in Italy for high school, um, I had the same impression. It was like, yeah, we were in the minority. Uh, we were always in the minority as pe people who liked, you know, rock or guitar, heavy music. You know, it was like it was just a few of us and everybody else was into like, you know, the the, the dancey electronic or, or hip hop or, um, yeah. you know, that, that type of stuff. And it was like luckily it wasn't like there was a there was you know adversity or like we we didn't we didn't hate each other like we still hung out with each other oh but. no i only had uh, like like normal friends in high school uh -huh. uh, except normal. for one but uh it was fine yeah i, I mean you can't otherwise i wouldn't have friends <laughs> <laughs> You can choose uh yeah yeah so that i i, I so yeah it, it appears as if at least in in in, in western europe uh <laughs> rock and metal isn't the most popular but who knows that that was like well, so long ago that my i don't know i i think in netherlands i think in other countries it's bad like i already think in belgium like the the modern rock bands that were uh, more mainstream like you would hear them on the radio and also mm -hmm. better ones like all the ones that they uh, call rock here are really, really bad. Um, yes, I mean, same, same here. You, you, whatever they call rock on the radio is just not, not very good. Um, well, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we got into uh, that little rabbit hole down the foreign films and video games. I like that. Um, that that was pretty that's cool that sally is into like paravans and grindcore that's you know it, i think you know to meet people who have diverse backgrounds and different things and to meet them into like extreme music that's you know, it, it's pretty rare if you think about it you know because it's you know i mean you know most i think a lot of people are just kind of like scared of that kind of music I, I, seriously like they're like my God, this music is so aggressive. Oh my gosh. I hope you're not going to oh. kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like what's on your mind for you to be able to like this stuff basically is what they want. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hear help? people say that. Do you need, to, like... you need to cry? <laughs> you can cry on my shoulder. A it's hug? Okay. <laughs> you said, oh, I was going to say something funny. That movie Little Nikki. You remember that movie Little Nikki? Yeah. When, like, that guy who's, like, their neighbor, Lil Nicky's, like, I think he's this, like, really effeminate, like, this, like, milk toasty kind of guy. Uh -huh. And and he's asking Lil Nicky because he broke up with his girlfriend if he wants a hug. gosh, God. <laughs> Sorry, that's just really just funny. Oh, it's <laughs> um, <sighs> and uh, I understand that you are also gonna come visit for um hatred search show yeah yeah i will uh but yeah they're playing in february in new york and with iron lung oh, wow. escape scapegoat so i'm gonna fly over and Crazy, see bro. it yeah uh -huh. yeah I, I 
I don't know how the situation then is, but uh, I will come. It's a few months <laughs> I will from try. now, so, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it, it might get Yeah, it, it is a bit too far for me to plan it, so I just already got the ticket and right. just see how it goes. Like, I, Where are they playing at? Where, where are they playing at? Uh, St. Vitus in New York. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Not in uh, LA. Are they no. doing show? Are they are they starting to do shows there again? I mean, are they are they doing reopen that place and are they doing? I haven't I haven't heard much from those guys in a uh, while. Um, I don't know. I think it's the first thing uh, in in a long time because uh, it got sold oh, out wow. so fast. It was like within wow. like two hours or something that uh, oh because they do God. two two That's nights crazy. two nights. Wow. And it got sold wow. out really fast, like the yeah. So hatred surge is going to headline one show an hour long, so headline no, another show. Uh, the both shows are both with hatred surge and iron long, and wow, then crazy. the the second night that the one that I'm going also has scapegoat. So oh wow, uh, oh, yeah, scapegoat I'm, from Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm most excited okay. about that one actually. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. No, that's really exciting. I, I, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not talking too much about it because I feel like another disappointment is coming up. For yeah, me. yeah, you don't want to jinx it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can say, hey, at least I tried. I tried, yeah. But I I'm tried. Sure, uh, I tried to uh... <laughs> No, no, no. She, she's was... going to make it. Let's be positive. She's, she's uh, going to make it. it. Yeah. You're going to go... You're gonna go and you're gonna be like, yeah, I made it. Fuck yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I agree. All right. So um so anyway, so you got you got into music, uh into into guitar heavy music because first because of your dad and you got into like sixties and uh 20s and um and then and then what uh what what eventually uh led you to find the actual like heavier punk and and, and metal like to uh well for i think most people of my age uh i'm 31 it was when i was 11 i heard new metal so that changed a lot because uh, i mean i mean, you're young but you feel like oh this person is angry yeah and they, they are they understand me and they have blue hair and i want blue hair so everything uh, worked out and so, you hair blue I had it blue, yeah. I had oh, okay. uh, I had all the colors, uh, <laughs> but um, no, that was when I was like 11, 12, 13. and then I just listened from there to any rock music that I, especially from MTV Two. Like you had MTV Normal and then MTV Two, and MTV Two had all the rock bands. Yeah, it was so like both. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, you had yeah, of course. Yeah, the alternative one. So I was checking <laughs> that out. Everything like it had both old and new ones. Uh -huh. So I I also saw their AFI. Uh, okay. They sing the sorrow came out, which is AFI. I still listen to so much. It's my most played artist on Spotify. <laughs> so um, I really love them. Um, okay. And I saw also that in LA there was like. A, meet and greet last week no but anyway um i was listening to that and from there you discover a lot of the influences of those bands so i think uh 
from there on, I listened from 14 to hardcore punk. So all the 80s hardcore minor threat Hell is yeah. still uh, uh, my official favorite band. If anyone asks, that is just... Uh, <laughs> still minor yeah, I mean, I don't always listen to them, but it, it has been my standard answer since 14. So <laughs> I just I just still say it because I still love them. And um, I think they did something perfect. that nobody else was doing. I think I mean, yeah, yeah they they like you had bands like Bad Brains were doing stuff that nobody else was doing. But Minor Threat, I mean, those kids were like in their teens and they were playing like breakneck, you know, speed uh at the top of their sh- at the top of their shape at that era you know basically in terms of like the company, you know it was, yeah it was, it was more relatable it, they were young and it wasn't that that they were playing like super super good like bad brains did so it felt more like something i could achieve um so yeah minor threat and all those uh, 80s hardcore stuff uh youth brigade um i liked a lot of those uh dc bands and i think in all that time i i still listen to all the like the genres that became in like metalcore i mean i was not uh, uh too cool for that i also listened to metalcore um but um yeah hardcore was always still there and then i guess around uh, starting 17 18 i discovered uh, power violence and grindcore just anything that went harder uh than what was than the first hardcore. power violence band you listened to what were they what was the first power violence band you listened to um, I think it was top, Charles top Bronson. Head. Charles Bronson. Oh, okay. Wow. Because wow. wow. of the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, so, and, and, and what did you think? What did you think when you heard that? Like, what was your first reaction? Like, you heard, like, metalcore. You heard, like, a lot of old. Or, I think. Uh, and what did you think when you heard Charles Bronson? You were just like. Yeah. I was just thinking this is really uh, for freaks because <laughs> the uh, yeah it's like some songs are so short and the titles were crazy like I I, I mean they are a bit of the goofy type of power violence uh-huh. you also have the serious ones like crossed out and uh, you know no comment uh, all that and then you had Charles Bronson that was the first thing but I thought it was like this is weird the songs are short really short and the titles are really long <laughs> and the, the name is cool and i and that i also have with spaz i also really like spaz uh which is me. which can be goofy like that too you know a lot of the they're time. goof they, they are spaz goofy, is goofy. <laughs> they're goofier maybe the kings are goofy uh, yeah they are uh, I, I yeah so i i, I yeah got the, into both of those uh, a lot uh before uh, moving on to a bit more serious uh, stuff <laughs> I, I, I like Master Bastard serious. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like that whole aspect. In fact, I, I personally I try to keep a good balance <laughs> between two, you know, between goofy and being super and serious. serious. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like why not? I mean, that represents uh, humanity even better. Represents life even better. You know. 
you know, the balance, the balance, the balance is two things. So why not? You know, a lot of people will have, you know, underhandedly criticized that be like, man, why don't you just like stick to one or the other? And it's like, nah, why why not have that dichotomy going, you know? I think that's cool though. But I think, I think if you think about all, even old school punk rock is goofy. There's a lot of certain amount of goofiness and silliness, but, but I think you had to balance it out, but that's just, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be, it, it, I, I think balance is good. Some people believe, you know, let's just stick to one or the other, but hey, you know. Oh, you mean like the whole thing where like people say, they want you play all the songs really slow instead of playing the songs slow then fast and slow then fast? No, you know what I mean? No, that whole, like, were, the whole power like, No, they were, like, they were like, more like how, why don't you stick to one or the other as in like, why don't you stick to either serious or being just a funny band like some people still believe that we're funny you know other people know that we have serious you know and that's what i'm saying like uh some no, people no but you guys no no you I, I think you guys are not funny i think it's more like you guys are just raw and just kind of just say what you th- i think it, it's it, they might think of it as being silly or funny but i think it's more like just it's kind of like out there it's kind of like yeah like you know it's more like a fuck you kind of attitude it has a sense of humor it definitely doesn't lack a sense of humor i will definitely say that you know you gotta is it more because of like the band name for you that is that people think it's like and i think you're right that's a very good point sally i think it has something to do with that i think people see that name and it's like okay so this name is obviously intended to like get a chuckle or something and and the octopus or what is it (laughs) the oh that's okay So basically, yeah. we are uh, we, we kind of claim to be fans of the the Detroit Red Wings, the hockey. I team don't from, know what it is. Okay, this is the hockey team from Detroit. It, okay. Hockey's not very big here in the South either, to be honest. It's more in the North and in some I, some in the West Coast too. You know, I, but um, so so we we just I got into hockey around the time that I was starting this band, so I was like you know really watching, keeping up with the games and all that. And I, I we even went to one live in Dallas, and it was pretty cool to watch them, even though they lost, you know. Uh, so uh, so I I uh, was trying, I was like I said, I I was getting into the Red Wings at the time, and found out that they have this like extremely weird tradition of throwing octopi onto the ice <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay and so uh i was like what the hell and it was like and you so like the whole crowd brings mm-hmm. octopi to throw That's crazy and so i was That's... like this is insane and so the the red wings adopted an octopus as their mascot and uh so all we did is remove remove the logo <laughs> Of the Red Wings and put our initial song in, <laughs> and his name so is Al the Octopus. <laughs> so is it's the Detroit Red Wings are, are the official hockey band of Shit Stormtrooper. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I can legally make that claim. I really doubt I can, and I don't know if I want. To. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the official band of In Disgust is the unofficial. It's like that kind. It's like that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> It's like that. It's like it's not unofficial, but you know it's there when you say you're like in disgust, you know. Yeah. And you're like they love a shark, you know, shit like that. And they say, oh, uh, the Detroit Wings, shit, stone trooper, you know, yeah. or like. Oh, and in fact, like, there's some Detroit people that are like, 
bro, like, why, why do you have like all the Detroit Red Wings references in your titles and in the logo? And it's like, uh, that's, <laughs> so aren't you from Houston? Why do you care about a team up here? Yeah, aren't you from Texas? Texas? So anyway, that's you guys that's are in <laughs> Um, right. so, um, Paul, uh, you want to um, you want to tell us a little bit about what you were talking about earlier, and and um, you were telling. Are us- you ready for that? Are you ready, Sally? Are yeah, you ready? yeah. We're, 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 okay. a little bit. Okay, this is very good. Now, okay, now, okay, now, okay, now, okay. I think since we're now kind of changing the the subject of what you know from music to now, we're going yeah. back into you know our our you know our bread and butter is the you know we're talking about the. Um, the paranormal and the occult, um, you know, things are like, you know, uh, they're like, you know, weird shit, you know, <laughs> weird shit. Okay. So basically, uh, this happened on August 13th, which is uh, this year, which is basically Friday the 13th. I had, um, basically I thought I was going to die and I basically sort of like, okay, this is what happened to me. I was at work and and all of a sudden, instead of saying good afternoon, I'd say good morning to one of my clients. And I always thought it was very strange because I never say good morning when it's almost <laughs> five o'clock in the, af- in the evening <laughs> or in the afternoon. I'm seriously, it was weird. And then all of a sudden, I, that was kind of where things started spiraling out of weird, like things started getting really weird, where then I started having these weird, like, feelings like someone was trying to like get rid of me like there was a conspiracy to get rid of me and then i saw a spider and if you understand the symbology of spiders spiders represent death right <gasps> and so when i saw the spider my heart started beating out of control like that and then i realized today is friday the 13th and guess mm-hmm. what i did i left I left my job like that. I left. No, didn't say anything. I just left. Because of that omen, basically? Yes. And then that's where things start getting really crazy. I drove and I drove to San Francisco. And I just kept driving thinking someone's going to get me. Someone is conspiring to get rid of me. Like, kill me. Like, and then... (laughs) This is no really, and I re, I I'll, I'll keep going talking about why these things manifest. I drove past a car accident, and then I saw, I didn't look at it because I knew what was going on, but I didn't want to see it. The person who was in a car crash was dead, and they were covered in oh, blood. Man. But I only saw it from. I didn't want to look at it because I knew that if I looked at it, it would traumatize me because it's all going back to deep trauma that occurred to me in a previous lifetime. And so, guess what happened? My car, which is a van, it felt like something got in my van and the car weighted more down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if someone jumped, if I'm in the car, something got in there and the car felt like something bounced in my car. And I was thinking, that was a soul, the person who died from that car accident. This is, and it gets weirder. So, so here I am driving. You felt it. I'll like, go on. Go. So, you felt, felt it nearby? I felt the weight of whoever died get into the vehicle, like oh. their spirit. 
Into your car. Wow. Yeah, into my car. And I felt it because you could feel the weight go down. Yes. You know, and you're just like, what was that? And I was like, because you felt, but I could not look at this person who was dead. I knew that if I looked at it, it would cause me to have, uh, it would just cause more trauma because I'm trying to deal with trauma. So I looked it up. Okay. Okay. I'll keep going. Okay. So then I stopped and this sort of was like in this weird state where I couldn't do anything. All I could do was really sort of like just try to like not lose my mind or go crazy. And then I slept in my vehicle that night. I just slept in it. And then that night I felt like I was being attacked by spirits. Like they were like trying to like grab me and control me. And I could, and, and the weird thing was this was like a subconscious, like, um, it was, just, it was all subconscious. Like I was, I felt like I was being like pulled from the reality that we're in right now. I was pulled into a different other reality, my subconscious. And I went into the subconscious realm, but everything that occurred to me, it felt like a dream. So after that, um, mythic wells. Okay. So in the subconscious realm, I started seeing that everything that you sort of like put out, it's because it's because what you put in, you put out. Does that make sense? So whatever you whatever you like take in, like let's say movies, books, music, art, film, it kind of projects itself out to everybody around you. So everybody around you is sort of like thinks that you are like crazy because whatever you take in is crazy. Does that make sense? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just put it in simple words. Okay. Yeah. I had a spiritual awakening. Okay. And you, I had you, a spiritual you, think, awakening. you think that's why you could feel that's, that's why you could, you were aware. That's why my energy was totally off the charts. Um, I was full of anxiety. I was paranoid. I thought there was a conspiracy to get me. I could see back into past lives that I lived. I I saw things. I mean, I don't know if I should even talk about them because they're really crazy. They're like really like, I mean, this is diving to deeper, deeper things that are like way out of my control. And you life. were able to see these past lives during those moments? You figured it, it just came to you. It all came to you. You you sense you sense that that this all ties down to I believe to there's frequencies there's frequencies frequencies all around us and what happens is that you get connected to a certain frequency like let's remember that movie Donnie Darko yeah that is probably for me and this is what I thought about that was that's probably the best example of what occurred to me if I had to use a, a something to tell to explain to you what happened to me. Donnie Darko, the movie, is probably, you'll have to watch to understand what occurred to me and, and, and like, the, the whole concept of frequencies and how, and energy, and how we connect to something that sends us on a certain, gives us, I guess, we, like I said, it gives us a certain purpose in this life of why we're here and why we do the things we do. And, and in some way, you might not understand why you do it, but the, whatever, the higher power it chose you to do this and you, you're supposed to just sort of 
concentrate without losing your mind. So the whole goal of the whole thing is do not go crazy. Because if you go crazy and get off the wrong path, you will get lost and then you will wind up like being put like getting put like in an sales silent because you you're going crazy. But if you concentrate on the right direction and just sort of deal with your fears and your traumas, you will find the right path that will take you to where you're supposed to go and you'll be okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but did you see all of those things? Like literally, did, did you see it like literally yeah. while yeah. you were yes. in the, I, the yeah. car? Yes, I was <laughs> literally, after I woke up, I felt like I was like in another realm of like my mind. Like I was inside myself. Like I was inside my subconscious. Like I would see people I haven't seen in a long time come out of nowhere. Like you'd be like, I can't believe I'm seeing that person. They're like right there. What? But I can't. The thing is, if you're very intuitive, you will see that and you will go, okay, I cannot contact them. I cannot. You will go online and research this. It's all there on the internet. It will tell you if you see these, if you're if you going through a spiritual awakening, do not contact the people you're meeting because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to just keep going straight ahead and you're just supposed to just see them, but they're trying to like, I guess you could say the right words distract you from your mission or your goal. And your goal is to go wherever you're supposed to go, but not, it's like, okay, imagine this. Like imagine the, if I saw you, Sally, out of nowhere, and I, I could be like, hey, Sally, but I haven't seen you in a long time. I could say, but you know what? Maybe I'll go say, say hi to Sally, or maybe I'll be like, you know what? I'll just keep going and keep going where I'm supposed to go. That's kind of like how I had to do with what, what I was going through. It was more like, it was like you have to just keep focusing on what you were, what you're supposed to be doing with your your purpose, you know, and whatever purpose that could be, um, it could be anything, you know. For me, it was more like finding myself and dealing with my trauma deep traumas from my childhood, um, things that, you know, fears and just sort of keep focusing on just going beyond those fears and keep going straight ahead. That's, that's how I sort of thought what I was going through. Um, and and then I, you know, and then obviously then you saw that this also deals also with religion, um, Christianity, because I was raised a Catholic. So Mm -hmm. that also has a lot to do with Christianity also and and the whole concept of Um, you know, people say that we're going through like a change. They call it end times. They call it uh, revelations. They call it, um, you know, uh, rapture and all those things. I see, I saw them from a different perspective. Does that make sense? Like there's a different perspective to see how all those things actually interplay in our reality of like, you know, it's more deeper than that. Like people only see like the surface of things uh, religious wise, you know, like if you believe in God, you well, know, but there's more to it than is. It's just it's just superficial stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, when you go into a spiritual awakening, it's like it takes you to a deeper place where you connect with the spiritual realm. Right. So basically, you're dealing with actually you're dealing with spirits, you're dealing with demons, and you're dealing with angels, and you're dealing with ghosts, and you're dealing with the past. You're dealing with people from your past and people from your present, and people in the future, and you see them coming into you and, and what i read is those things occur when you're under a lot of pressure especially emotional pressure when those things occur 
you will, those things will manifest itself to help you sort of reset yourself and to sort of help you, um, I guess you could say evolve because you're not evolving, you're regressing, you know, you're going back into, and the thing is with certain, because this doesn't have to everybody, because most people say, how come this has never happened to me? Because I believe certain people, you're constantly being reborn into this life to keep growing, you know, um, spiritually. Because, you know, we're all energy, right? So obviously we constantly keep being reborn and you keep have, sort of having to revisit your past fears and traumas in order to go to, to grow from them. Uh, like Friday the 13th, like I believe that for me, I believe that that occurred to me because I believe somewhere in my past life, probably I was persecuted um, by powerful people because maybe they thought it was a danger to their whole system. And so they want to get rid of me. At this point, I regressed back to that trauma. It came back to me and I had to sort of re- I had to sort of deal with that trauma because it was never like um, I was never able to like deal with it or even like you know uh, accept the trauma you know or the pain or whatever occurred to me in that past in that past life. Does that make you know so? Yeah. No, that I mean, makes sense to to, to you guys. Imagine, I mean, I would imagine if you were having a, a a spiritual awakening, yeah, you. I mean, time in in the spiritual world, time and space does not does not does not have anything does not have any sway in it uh spiritual world i mean i felt like i was like in the matrix seriously i felt like i was actually in the matrix the subconscious mind is the matrix and sometimes i wonder if i've even if i've even even still there right now because hmm. it's happened to me for like about three weeks i felt like i was trying not to go crazy and i was trying to figure out what was real and what was not real Wow. And, so, and oh, wow. so this was like more than one day happening to you. This is this is like three weeks, dude. Wow. This well, is like three weeks of me try, trying to lose my mind. You know, I was you, seriously like, uh huh. Were you living your life, or you were just literally only dealing with this? You were not going to work anymore. And I was. It's like no, I was working. I was working because I knew that it was something I had to go. I had to keep doing my usual, you know, routine, right? Which sure. is work. But then the thing is, the funny thing is, in this subconscious realm, you like, you like everybody starts like, okay, you yourself projects on other people. Like, if, if like, with the way I am, like people will go and be aggressive with me for no reason, but it's because I am aggressive in myself subconsciously. I'm an aggressive person. It, it because, but but obviously I'm I, I try to be you know I'm myself. But the thing is, my subconscious personality is aggression. I'm an aggressive person, and that and the people who I contact or I meet with, you know, it's like friends, family, coworkers. Their attitude is being reflected against me. Does that make sense? Okay, so so you're basically experiencing that from them because of your own personality, is what you're saying? Yeah, because since I'm in my subconscious realm, I'm supposed to 
sort of whatever is occur, whatever I project out comes back to me. So basically, people are projecting myself to me. That's so why I learn I the allegory of the of the cave in Star Wars. Yeah, that's because you see, if you understand that that allegory of the cave, it's because Luke Skywalker has to face himself, which is basically not that he is Darth Vader, but because he has to look at his dark self, his subconscious, which is basically darkness yeah. to grow. And I had to look at my okay. This is it's, it's crazy. Okay, this is this is something that's really crazy. Okay, in the subconscious realm, I was getting communication from demons, and one oh. sent me an email, a text <laughs> to me for September 11th for a party at a relative's house, and they put a flaming fire truck that's on fire and said. We're having a September 11th uh, uh, barbecue, backyard barbecue, and it showed a flaming fire truck. It, it was not real. I saw it with my bare eyes. I was there. But later the next day, when I, I, I looked back, it was gone. And you didn't That's dream? This, it was not a dream. I you saw all have, these. Uh, taking a screenshot. I know. I know. I thought about it. But no, no, no. I, I thought about it, but I said, I don't want to. I don't want to record anything that can be brought back into the, oh, into yeah. the, into this realm because you want to, you want to sort of like, because you, the thing is, you don't want to dwell. Because remember, I have a tendency to dwell on things and to get obsessive with the things. And the thing is, you don't want to let those things hold you back. And the whole, I believe the whole thing was of, of what I, what I, what I experienced was basically do not get obsessed with the occult. Do not get obsessed with, the past, the traumas. Let those things go and grow from those things and become a better person. Be a happier person. And and and, and, then I, and I realized that's that 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 is true. That is true about myself. That I was letting those things hold me back from really growing as a person. Even being in the band, you know, uh, it, it's a part. That's also a part. That even that is also part of a way of dealing with past life traumas as well i totally believe that i mean uh, you, so it's like, i feel like i'm on doctor i feel like i'm on doctor phil <laughs> <laughs> i swear yeah. to god it's, like it's dr. called dr phil, paul dude. but it, it's it's dr paul who actually talks no 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 but no but that okay yeah but that was that was okay so for our listening audience who's trying to understand what occurred to me okay i had a spiritual awakening on Friday the 13th of this year, which is basically August 13th of 2021. And I basically went into my subconscious and I saw that basically, you know, I guess you could say whatever I was brought up on religion, Christianity, it's all part of a frequency that you get put on to. And you sort of have to sort of go with that frequency and see where it takes you because you know i did see demons i did see the devil the devil is real there are de- there are, i mean it, it's, it's crazy shit you know what i mean it, it's some deep crazy crazy stuff but it's all real you know yeah i mean it, it, Allie, you you must have heard it on on the first podcast on the first episode some of paul's past craziness uh yeah i only listened to the first one 
but, but the thing you know i wonder is it really that crazy because of the thing of the fact that you know i was experiencing these things but i'm on drugs that's the funny thing is i'm not even i don't do drugs i don't even drink <laughs> you know that's, mm-hmm. that's the funny part you know i don't i'm i'm, I'm like a, i'm not even straight edge but i don't you know i live like a clean life but yeah, then yeah. yeah me too you know and the thing is you you see these things and for some people they i tell like certain people these things but they they understand because they've been there too they understand that there is this place and, and i guess the right word would be uh, i would call this place is the abyss you know remember that song seasons in the abyss from slayer mm-hmm. there's a reason why that song is called seasons in the abyss there's a reason why that song is written and i understand i understand that song i understand what it's all about it's about you going to the abyss and it will make you crazy you know, and this place, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're right. This place, if you go there, you, you if you're not strong me- mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and focus on what you're supposed to be doing, you will go crazy. You know, because it's about change. It's about constant changing in yourself to grow and be a much more happier person. Because that's really the whole thing I learned from this is overcome your fears, you know, in in your traumas and become a happier person and that's really it that's it it's really that simple well that i mean that's pretty cool that like you actually got like a major like realization out of it not just a not just a like a wowing you know experience out of it but also like you actually got some direction some guidance kind of out of it yeah it's like what some people tell why don't you do like hey you should do like uh psychedelics and see god i'm like i don't want to see god you know what i mean like no seriously some people tell me you should some people say if you want to enhance your spiritual awakening do psychedelics do lsd mm. eat shrimp i'm like no it's that's this that's that's just opening a door for me to be uh to for more distraction and to be full because i also know it's really easy to fool people as well in this realm it's really easy to that's why you have to be very careful with what you read and what people tell you because they will tell you things but they're not real does that make sense like they will tell you things that you will think are really happening but they're not because and they because then they're going to start thinking you're going crazy because you're going you're believing whatever they tell you but the thing is it's what your it's your subconscious that's telling you this is real when it's not real you have to you have to i mean i would say the people who have gone through this I would tell them, I would tell people to stay focused and do not get off the wrong path. Cause you know, if you get off the wrong path, you will go and have serious problems. You know, you have to really focus on the right path, you know, whatever it is, whatever you enjoy doing in life, whether it's music or art, um, you know, writing or, you know, or even work, you know, or even your friends, you know, just make sure that you stay true to yourself because that's the only way you can like, deal with with these with this situation when you deal when you actually go through it you know um yeah it's in, in some way i you know it was really intense i'll tell you it was really the energy and the frequencies were super intense where i don't know sometimes i wonder and, and this is me just curious how would another person deal with these things would they take it or would they go crazy and go and stay in a room and lock the door 
and it probably isn't even relevant to your own experience because it all it's about you in this case you know it all it's all True. about you overcoming no but also you 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 want to know what's going on because you have no idea what's really going on right you know because i had i had no idea what was going on with me. i had i thought i was i thought i knew something was occurring but i didn't know what it was and obviously you have the internet to obviously you know enter people's um experiences to help you you know give you some sort of a a path to how to deal with these things and then you realize okay this is what's going on and then you understand that this is this is what it means you know and 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 also and also there's certain truths that actually come out from this experience as well certain spiritual truths that do come out and you really yeah. understand what's really going on you right. know uh, even 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 if you if you're not if you don't be to read the bible or you do read a bible but the thing is you know i'm not a bible thumper but it's interesting that there's a lot of things from the bible that people have totally misinterpreted yeah you know, and, and I, I like, like I said, I'm not a Bible number. I don't feel people to believe in God or read the Bible, but right. there's a lot of things that are missed that people take things too literally that they don't understand what's really going on, you know? So, and, and, and like I said, I'm not, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious person, you know, I'm, I'm I was raised religious, right? Um, you know, but, but that, that has nothing to do with the reason why I play in the band called Godstop. That's a totally, that's another like um, different set of reasons why that is the way it is. No, but I don't tell, like I've told, like Sally, I told Aldo this, you know, and, and other, you know, um, guests on the show that, you know, people can can interpret whatever they want, anything I say, you know, sure. whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, yeah. and so like if people want to believe that Godstop is about hating God, then that's, that's their interpretation. You know, or that, you know, but there's more to it. You know, there's, you know, there's so much more to like seeing things, you know, but that, that's why I'm being kind of like really like, um, um, what's the word? I guess you could see, I'm, I'm being more like, I don't know, I can say much, so much more, but it's just, it, it would just be more crazier. It would just be like super <laughs> duper crazy. I'm serious. It, it, it just, it would be nuts. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, okay, well, let, let's check this out. I do have one question. So, so this, okay, saying, go ahead. this process lasted for what, 13 days, you said, or, or two, um, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Days. How did you, how did you come out of it? When did you come out or like, how did you come out of it? And how did you know you were out of it basically? Okay. Um, when I had to. What day was that? I'm trying, to think. I'm trying to remember. Shoot. You know what? I don't know if I'm still out of it. Oh my god! Oh, my oh, oh, oh! You know, no, oh, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. The thing is, this. Okay, the frequencies were so bad that remember, remember, um, <laughs> there was when I was at work, the lights would turn off and turn on. I go walk into a room and usually I know the timings of lights in my, my job. They would just turn on and turn off and turn on, and turn off. And then it would just turn off. And then I started feeling that someone was in the room with me and I started having these weird like energies. Like, like, you know, I, I was like, something's really trying to like 
get me. And I, and I wasn't sure if it was just me being like, you know, like paranoid, but I was, I was trying not to show it because, you know, paranoia gives off a certain frequency. And when whatever is trying to get you feels those frequencies, it will basically like keep pushing the paranoia to make it go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed off of it. Yeah, it feeds off it. Whatever you're fearful, like ghosts, that's why people, that's when people say you create your ghost. You basically create your own ghost. You're, you feed your ghost with your fear. You make them go stronger. That's true. Actually, out of that book that you uh, said about sleep paralysis, that is something they say at the start that some people like died from sleep paralysis, but it's because also that they believe a lot Have you had around it. Sally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, how Aldo uh, invited me because we were talking about it. Uh, oh, it's talking no, it about your sleep uh, paralysis. Huh? Let's talk about your sleep paralysis story. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. Tell oh, us, tell us a little bit about your experience with sleep paralysis. Um, yeah, I I have it since I was fourteen or fifteen, and at those years like my teenage years and early 20s I think I had it the most and um, I also grew up with religion so I've actually different religions so um, my dad uh, was baptized Catholic because it was mandatory in school where he was from Uh, but my mom was uh, into a type of Buddhism but in the end she converted also to Christianity but so I always had something uh, you know religious in my life and uh, so when I was at that age 14 15 uh, I had it like the most rememberable one for me was this that um, I was in bed during the day and um, I was hearing this like heavy metal music in my ear like I wasn't listening to music. It was just music in my ear and it was getting louder and louder. And it wow. was really like Iron Maiden type of, it wasn't even that evil. It was like Iron Maiden type of heavy metal, metal twin guitaring, but it was just getting really loud. And then suddenly I was like frozen and I could just feel like the presence um, of something on my chest. And so that is like the typical sleep paralysis feeling, right? That something is on top of you and you can't move. And I felt like there was more in the room and I felt super weak. And I was thinking like, oh, someone has to help me because I'm going to die like this now. And I thought I heard my mom and I asked her like this she didn't do it this is still my sleep paralysis so i was like uh saying to my mom like in i guess telepathically because i couldn't say anything out loud that she should uh pray for me (laughs) and so she did uh like she was doing some type of exorcism and then a beam of white light came out of my stomach and I felt very uh, light after that and then I woke up but so I woke up and because 
even though I don't, I'm not religious now, there is always something in my, in me that uh, makes me always think of, uh, you know, spiritual things, like, or, or like this thing, I just knew like it is something, it must be demons. And then I had this more often, but always my first thought is demons or like aliens. But then, you know, I, of course, read a lot about it. So I read the scientific reason. But I think whenever this occurs to me, like sleep paralysis, I always just feel still very like uh, some demon is taunting me again. <laughs> but because now that I'm tell me, older. Tell me this, Sally. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it is a demon? No. Well, I don't like to think that, <laughs> but no, but it doesn't occur to me since I felt like I've read enough about the scientific stuff. It doesn't happen so much or not as intense as what I just described, because I had more of these, you know, where you feel like these things are at play. And whenever I have it again uh, in recent times, it is just a very short episode. And I just know like, it will be over it will pass and also i know when i know now when it happens and it's usually during naps and daytime sleeping uh, or snoozing for two hours so regardless I, I always have a very very bad sleeping schedule since i was for yeah as a kid i never slept enough and i think i used to like try to sleep during the day sometimes and i also now don't really nap anymore regardless how many hours i slept and i don't really have it so much anymore so i feel like because i'm a bit aware it doesn't occur so badly and so in that book that aldo also reads about sleep paralysis there is one thing that they say about the mom community that many people died from sleep paralysis because they believe in certain um, yeah, demons around it. And then they just go in shock and die. But because I got a bit out of that feeling like, okay, it's, it's not a demon. I feel like everything is less intense now. That's good. No, that's good. Wow. That's interesting. So you know what it could be? Energy. Frequencies. It is frequency, yeah. It has to be frequency. What what frequencies? I, I don't like. I'm not sure what you mean. Like, because all because what I've been reading, like certain paranormal activities give you know, certain things, like spirits give off certain frequencies that you can pick up on, and sometimes they get. Uh, and, and maybe it may be this. I was thinking this. Maybe we go into our subconscious mind and everything that we feel is there. Like we go there and then we exit it. You know what I mean? Like, like we go to sleep and we wake up in our subconscious mind and all these crazy things like, the, like paranormal, paranormal stuff, uh, you know, being visited by spirits and demons and having all the sleep paralysis, that's occurring in that realm. And then if we wake up out of it, we we got back into the normal realm, like where we are right now, where things are like not as um, tense, you know, mm -hmm. or as intense, you know, that's, that's how maybe that's how I sort of see it. Um, from my experience from the last three weeks was that, you know, 
thing, the energy becomes less intense and then things get sort of back to normal where they're not as intense and things seem, you know, like all the crazy stuff that was occurring to, to me or to anyone, it, it's not happening anymore. The anxiety levels go down. Oh, the weird shit, you know, like, you know, seeing like you know, all the weird things that you saw, they're not happening because you kind of survived that. In the, I, I want to call it an initiation. I believe that's some form of initiation into the divine mysteries of life. And it's kind of testing you to see if you're ready to sort of experience those things like no, no. spiritual realm, like seeing, yeah. like, because not, not everybody can see it. Not everybody can handle it. A lot of people can't. What was that? Not everybody's ready to do it. Even in, even possibly in, in this life, they might not be ready. That's true. And I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. You're right. Probably there's certain people who can, and there's some people who cannot handle it. And that's why some people, when they start seeing crazy things like those uh, phenomenon, they start doing drugs, they start drinking because they're trying to lessen the, the intensity, but it's making the intensity worse. And it's making their hallucinate whatever they're seeing worse. And then they start having a, I'll call it a Jacob's Ladder effect, you know, where you start losing your mind, you know what I mean? And then you go to hell. Then you really literally go to hell. Like Jacob's Ladder. Remember that movie, Jacob's Ladder? Dude, I haven't seen it. Never watched before, it. But, but, but yeah, I should rewatch it. And watch, watch it, it, watch that, watch it. And you're going to understand like what I felt and what I saw. Because it's almost like that. It's literally like those two movies, Donnie Darko and Jacob's Ladder are basically the two movies I could think of that like really sort of explain what I felt. Mm. You know? Because it, it's really, because yeah, it was really intense and it was defying re the reality that I was living in. You know, I felt like I was like in another world and things that you don't see in this world that you, you and me and Sally are in right now, you didn't see them in that world because it was like, you know, um, it was like the Matrix. It was not a real world. Remember when we were talking about simulation theory? Yeah. It's like that. You know, so you, when you remember when we were talking about the like Matrix and you saw things? You feel like you're seeing both our world and, and the non-simulation world? Yeah, yeah. Right exactly, yes. Wow. Yes. And you, and you go back and forth because you have the ability. You're connecting in that frequency. I, I, the, I, like I say, I'll go back to, I'll call it the God frequency because like, like in God, if you, if you watch like Donnie Barco, they talk about that God has his own frequency. And if you tap into that frequency, you will go into, you will go and see like that, you know, you will sort of like be given like certain powers to understand like, okay, this is why we live. This is why this occurs. This is why I know this person. This is why like, um, I'm doing these certain things, you know, it, it, is it all biblical? Yeah. A lot of it's really biblical because everything is connected to, you know, that frequency that we're living. Now, somebody might have another experience and there might be a totally different frequency. That's, that's them. That's cool. You know, um, but me, that was this frequency that I was experiencing. And it was really like, you know, that, that world, you know, that, that universe, like, I guess you'd say, I would just call it that universe I was in. It's that universe. You know, I was a part of that universe and you understood like, what was your part in that universe and what you were supposed to be doing to, to grow in that universe, you know? And maybe 
we come to this universe back, we, you know, we go back to this world we're in right now and we're talking about it because, you know, I'm able to sort of share my experience with you guys and in the audience and they can sort of understand like, okay, this is, you know, somebody did, so this happened to this person and they understand it to a degree of why and how and, you know, whether they can, whether they want to buy a story or not, or not believe it, that's up to them. Um, you know, that's, that's fine. People can believe it. People can believe whatever they want. That's cool. Um, like you're, you're not bound to uh, rep reproduce your experience to anybody, you know, no one's, no one's, you know, obligated to even like believe what you experienced is real. And it doesn't matter if they do because you're the one that's going through it and it's completely real to you and it may completely be uh, you know just, other people might be just be like scratching their heads and be like i don't know if i even understand what you're saying man you know? yeah no which is fine that's totally cool too i mean even for me to explain all this is hard because <laughs> you know there's there's so much there's so much more to it that i can't really share because it's it gets weirder it gets so much more deeper and weirder that I'm sure you have it, still processing too, you know, it, I process, I'm still processing it, but I, in a way I sort of got down to where I understand. Like, I'll tell you this, like, remember like revelations, you understand the Bible, right? In revelations, mm -hmm. 9, 11, yeah. they talk about the, the abyss. And you tell out from the abyss, it comes out these locusts, which are like these mutated locusts. Well, they're not really a mutated locust. They're dragonflies. Uh, you're talking about the the you're talking about one of the plagues, or are you talking about a revelation prediction? Revelation nine eleven. Revelation nine eleven was just stuck in my head. Out of all that, it talked, and it talked about about the mutated locusts with crowns in their head, with women's hair, and. Um, and a face with a with a with a human face on their on their on their on their, on their head, and and I figure it out. They're dragonflies. Hmm. That was written two thousand almost two thousand years ago, and that's what they wrote. And everyone still says that's what they believe. Literally, that's what it means. Like a mutated locust with like that like whatever they say, that's what it is. But I figure it out. It's is that dragonfly. like the part of those seven seals? Yeah, it, it, is. Right? it is. Yeah, it so it's is. like yeah. the the science, or yeah. So are we going through. Uh, are we going through a great reset right now? Is revelations really occurring? Yeah, it is. At this point, it is occurring. We are in the middle of a spiritual war. I agree. At this I, moment, I think it's been forever, but it might it might be like ramping up to something. right now. I think it's wrapping up now. I think with everything the way things are going right now. It's like it's all wrapping up, like final it's round. Getting, I, you know, final I, round. Yeah, yeah, it's a final round now at this moment where we're speaking. It's occurring right now all over the whole world. That's why you see all this crazy shit going on everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's and why you, you see all the uproar, lockdowns, forced vaccine mandates, people uh, feeling their Australia. I mean, it, it's 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 you know. Brand. Afghanistan, it's wrapping up. It's all again. It's going to reset. It's it's all going to reset. It's resetting. Yeah, and, it has to. Uh, it has to. It's, and that's and I think people all over the world are waking up to that. And 
and they're all and that's why they're having these crazy things. I, I don't think I'm the only one that this has this experience is referred to. I think there's other people that are experiencing the same thing, and maybe it, they're, they're maybe they have their own interpretations, but it's all coming ahead, you know. I think there's definitely a lot of awakening happening in the world in many different aspects. Maybe some people are awakening to different things than others are. Like I said, it's a personal journey. But I think, yes, there is a whole lot of awakening happening. That's why, like, it even became like a popular, you know, slang word, you know, woke, you know, like, because it it expanded so far that it even a slang word, it, it even became, it even, in other words, slang language even had a word for it, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like, look at, I will, I'll give you an example. Look at power violence. Look at, like, we've talked about this before, like power violence. Power right now is everything right now, you know, because those who are in charge are obsessed with power, but they haven't unleashed the violence yet. That's coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what to say. The violence is coming. You see, remember the funny, the funny thing was the, the, the weird thing is with 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 when Mass Bash with Eric Wood, when they came up with that whole concept, it was more about unity. It was about trying to take something that's negative and make it positive. That's the whole concept of power bond. That's why people like power bonds. It's, it's a positive thing. It's not a negative. People can look at it and say, "Oh, power bonds! Oh my God, that's terrible! Oh, that's negative! You guys want power and violence? No, no, no. That's not what it means. It means exactly. yeah, trying to rethink something." And try to remold it and change it and transform it to something that's more positive, you know. So people will have power. People can have the power, you know, in uh, in 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 a way that you know it, it's violence because it's violence of the mind but not of the body, you know. That's that's how I sort of see it, you know. It's more it's all in the mind really than of the flesh. I mean, that's a really cool take on it, uh, I have to say. I, I, I appreciate it. It sounds very interesting. I remember, though, reading that it was, uh, I can't remember if it was like the guys in Infest that, that were like, man, this, this, we've gone beyond hardcore. It was something like that, the conversation that happened. Uh, I think it was more like, was it like a fight? It was like a, there was like a, like some kind of like a bar fight or something, a capitalist mm-hmm. casualty show or something. And um, some little, like some little Hispanic dude said something about, you know, that everyone should you be united, and then they read that HM. I think it's called H. Uh, was it? I forgot. I forgot what it is. It uh, HM something something. Uh, small man. Small, small man. Small man. Power bomb. Like yeah. H S M P. Yeah. Yeah, but that what that what's that the infest song? No, no, that's the the cross. Man the oh, man, it's the back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. But it makes sense. But it makes but, but sense. I was, talking about the, I was talking about like originally. I thought I read that it was uh, that it was. I think the guys in Infest talking about how like the sound of of what we call power violence or like the original power violence bands had evolved from hardcore and like they didn't. They were like, we should, we should, we we're doing our own thing is what they were saying. We should have our own name. And I think it was like Matt Domino, or but I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I read this that said uh we should just call it power violence and it just stuck but like you know that that doesn't mean again it being art it doesn't take away from your interpretation that you know that you gave us earlier you know it's like that's how you yeah you mean like you mean that like it's a more positive thing than instead of a kind of a negative thing because in a sense you know power violence has always been like a positive thing i think 
you know, people are, are, are you know, I think the power of violence thing is more made of a positive people instead mm-hmm. of people who are like looking to hurt other people because they're not, you know, it's enough funny. The power of violence scene is probably the most peaceful hardcore punk, yeah. you know, punk scene out there. It's not, yes. most of the people are willing to work with each other and be positive instead of being yes. negative and attack each other. I don't see that. Even after like all these years, I've, I've never had, you know, you know, it's always been more like people want to create a community mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, just attack each other, like other scenes, like other, you know, uh, I mean, you, I mean, obviously, grindcore. I think grindcore and, and power bonds have always been part of that extreme music scene. You know, which which is, you know, they're more willing to, you know, work with each other instead of like try to divide each other. There's more unity. I really think, you know, I think like labels like Slap Ham, Deep Sex, um, you know, um, what else? Uh, Six Weeks. They all really try to like bring that unity together with everybody. You know, even punk rockers and stuff, metalheads. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel that it's more open-minded. Uh, you think it's more like, open-minded? Like, yeah, like with um, the taste in music, like they uh, at at the shows of grind uh, violin shows, um, people are fine with like many types of shop subgenres, and I feel um, they would book also other types of bands or listen to other types of music and from some of the more like hardcore hardcore uh shows that i also go like how's your scene over there right now like like how's your scene Mm -hmm. over there right now like how how is it like is it more like open like is it really more like there's more people even even through a pandemic is there's people doing more stuff or even trying to do stuff right now um, yeah, there are actually a lot of uh, same people doing stuff, um, but it is open in the way that uh, all the people in the punk scene here, they, um, it's not all one type of punk music. I, I think Netherlands is just too small to have a separate like power violence scene. So that's why um, a lot of these uh, bands just get booked with like normal hardcore as well or it's just more it's mixed and the people themselves also just like uh just like me i i like power violence but i like uh also like still metal or um normal <laughs> hardcore i don't know yeah you know like mental etc it's just um not so fixed in one click and uh, but that I, I, that I think mm-hmm. the scenes are smaller when yeah I think it's smaller it's like they it's everybody packed together and as they get bigger is when they start kind of splitting open. yeah yeah because also it's not like per city where people ask me like how's the scene in this in this city it's like yeah well I've always just traveled to other cities to see shows. There's not enough people in the city to have like weekly shows here. Uh, It's a regional thing. Yeah, it's like uh, just the whole country. You you can, uh, I I know the people and the bands and uh, uh, it's just one scene, one country. United scene, that's great. Yeah, together with the different sub-genres within like hardcore. Except for, um, yeah, there, there's uh, the type of the more modern hardcore, like the bands who try to do more like the turnstile thing that those are 
I feel not going to these type of shows, but I mean like anything, anyone who likes like, uh, yeah, all the classic hardcore and Paradise Grind and uh, those are all together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, it kind of is the same way, uh, like I've noticed here, here both here in Texas, and also in uh, when I lived in Louisiana, like the uh, the uh, heavy hardcore type of stuff, you know, like the tough guy type of hardcore. That jock not, rock, jock, jock core, jock uh, core. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying. So, like that type of stuff is uh, usually does not blend with like the what I like to think of as the as the true um branch that follows like the original hardcore and then you know uh kept going into basically faster forms of hardcore like fast core power violence grindcore but still keeping that punk you know spirit you know while these other guys have gone into like this entirely different branch which you know like i said i don't i think that's kind of an offshoot that didn't really turn out so well but because you know they're just like the whole you know, the whole jock thing is is just kind of kind of a turn off you know at least personally you know are the shows starting up over there again um aldo and your area are there more shows now like we're at starting up or is it gone is it still kind of like really sporadic um no there's there's a lot there's i think there's like pretty much shows going on normally now there was a slow um a slowdown during like the i guess the peak of delta which was a few weeks ago and there was there was bands canceling shows both locally and um, oh wow how have you guys already peaked in your surge already of delta has it already like passed, i mean or? i guess it was maybe the first peak of that delta maybe we're like going on number three i'm not sure but like there was like a couple of weeks where we're where like there was insecurity and uncertainty from both venues and bands uh and people were calling in and reporting that they might have been exposed that they got sick oh, wow. So there was things happening like that. And that's why, and that's why personally, or us as a band, we've just kept our distance. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, uncertain. yeah. It's way too uncertain for me to like, I don't want to be ever associated with, you know, bringing people together at a time like this when it's not necessarily the smartest thing to do, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So, so shows, I'd say people like, you know, uh, some of the, some of the, hardcore and, and and pv and 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 grindcore um show bookings are definitely going on right now shows have happened this weekend and um will continue to happen so uh they're it's pretty much all real have you guys played have you have you guys played a show since like have you guys done anything like well, live not since new year's 2019 so 2019 2020 wow. so, so same, same as same as y'all like similar to y'all since since at least 2020 how you sally are you sorry? Um, Have you guys played a show? No. I mean, I did one, but it was more like um, friends there, like garage. It's like only with uh, like a few friends for like in the private. practice space. So it's not a show, but like the, only the shows starting now are, uh, yeah, now actually, like just end of uh, September, the restriction with non-seated uh, yeah, shows are possible again so they're only picking up now and i haven't played uh, do you guys you think you're going to start booking your bands again i have uh, a few uh booked oh you already have some booked yeah but i'm not uh 
like looking for them or busy with it it's just yeah okay one that i wanted to do and the other was for a that's cool yeah. that's cool um so that i'm glad to hear that i mean like we we we're definitely not here to uh pass any judgment on anything we will be happy to <laughs> talk about these shows uh in the in the comments you know we'll be happy to if you want us to we can uh promote them is what we're saying you know oh i don't think anyone is going who's listening is like oh well you never just, know like it's just no. part of, uh, <laughs> it's just part of our know. i mean, just, I mean we just we just talk about i mean we just i mean just whatever just promote you know people list yeah obviously. yeah well, i mean like we're just because you're our guest we like to list what the stuff that you're doing <laughs> or about to do like you know let's say like our last guest was like the guy that was organizing a festival and so like we we were talking about what he's doing, you know, like that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can, but it, it just looks uh, <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> no, no one even knows me there. They even listen, so. <laughs> no, no, it's not, no, because people, it's like, people will, what? if you say you have a band camp or you have like, you know, different things here on the internet and they can go check them out and they'll go and check them because, you know, they're, they're curious Local to hear market. It's a global market. Music is a global market. I mean, like you can definitely like end up people end up liking. I think a lot of people would like your bands if they got to hear it from here. So yeah, that's why I'm gonna link about your bands and about yeah. Your- no, the the bands made made sense to me. I was just thinking that thinking that like the shows are they're just here. They're just stupid local. Promote them from Texas and LA. <laughs> just saying like what you're doing in the future, you know, like uh, yeah, like yeah, whatever. Like after like yeah, like next year, like when things start to open, hopefully start to open up more and more, then people are like gonna like you know watch it out. Your if you have a show or you know or you know, they meet you in New York. If, if the shows, if, that, if those big shows happen, they'll, you know, want to meet up with you and, you know, just, you know, say, hey, what's up? You know, so that's, that's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, that's a great thing about, you know, the, the way how things, you know, even through all this, people are able to sort of connect and like go, hey, you're Sally, you know, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're in your next show with those two crazy we're, dudes. <laughs> we're, we're, a small show. we're a small show, but I mean, like the whole purpose of this is to keep networking with people and like, you know, Hopefully we can offer an avenue for American people to also hear about what you're doing over there and mm. a little bit about the Netherlands hardcore scene and all that good stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah because cool. people people want to hear you. A lot of people want to hear new stuff. People always want to hear new bands and yeah. new things. And they want the people are curious. They were hungry for stuff, new, new yeah, things. I mean, we I, wouldn't it, have you here if it wasn't interesting to us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway so by the way uh i forgot to mention uh sally mentioned this this book, this book a couple times uh this book about sleep paralysis before i forget the book is called sleep paralysis uh and the subtitle is nightmares nocebos and the mind body connection and it um it's by shelly r adler and uh, that's what the book that Sally and I have been mentioning uh, thus far about sleep paralysis, where it where it takes both uh, a scientific and also a fol- folkloric approach to try to give you a balanced uh, view of this phenomenon. Right, Sally, would you agree? 
Yeah, well, I'm. I didn't finish it yet, uh, unfortunately. Go ahead, go ahead, please. I have do. not. Please do. Please <laughs> but uh, it is. It is so far good. But it's just that I, I read multiple books at the same time. And one other one that I found interesting is, um, the face that is the you commented once on the picture, and that was from the book The Face. So it also has like the. Um, the out-of-body experience uh everything described and he's actually having like a steps plan how to get into it so i want to try out some things uh, whenever i am uh, feel like it but it, it was always interesting to me that to go into that phase but being like fully aware because um it is kind of interesting like i said that i hear music before and it is nothing that i that is existent um but i wow. had it before like it is as if i wish there was a recorder on my head to just yes. like, yeah, record these riffs and just what i see <laughs> or or like use this time because i don't know uh you know it other could people. be sally hmm? you know it could be sally this is what i think it could be it could be that spirits are trying to put those ideas into your head so yeah, but can I, can't, those I can't play them i can't play them it's metal i can't play it but no I no, no no but no but <laughs> gradually no 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 i believe it's it's like it's putting a blueprint of those things in your mind yeah. and so maybe eventually you will learn how to play it that's what i <laughs> okay no i know it sounds I, I crazy hope. but yeah but i, I so want that's, to that's... Mm -hmm. no go on sorry well those are the nice parts about it and also that you know that time during the sleep areas is going slow for me i think for a lot of people are because in reality it's a bit shorter and so when you're doing the music stuff like you could like really make use of that uh sort of like a time capsule um and if you keep on having this music but it's not always there but i was just reading uh, the face um also very slowly um on how people do it and, and and there are experiences of people who have done it and they're also captured in that book but um yeah at the same time i'm a bit scared to do it because i never like the feeling but um i don't know why i started saying this oh yeah the other book is also did you ever did, uh, did uh, aldo ever tell you the story did you hear that one story about how, how my sleep paralysis story where i was basically held down by whatever was there um no please tell me okay i was on uh and this is on the other shows you can hear the story about like january 1st of 2020 i was i basically stayed in this hotel room in San, near sfo san francisco airport uh because i was i don't drive it was like new year's night so you don't drive in new year's night it gets super dangerous and i have a studio in san francisco so i had basically stayed in this hotel just just by myself and then at three in the morning something held me down and got on top of me yeah that was scary <laughs> yeah yeah but you didn't That's, see it it's just the feeling right like the way no they no but, but guess what no but guess what no but guess what it did it got off i pushed it off me and it went to the shower stall and started tweaking the shower knobs what yeah the, the shower went on the shower knobs, you know, the little knobs for the yeah. shower. It started tweaking. It started trying to make sounds with them. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, it gets pretty weird. That's one of the that's one of the reasons why we kind of started the show when we started talking about each other's experiences. And he told me about this. Yeah. Like, oh my god, people need to hear about stuff like this, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all in the it's all in the first show, and then we we talk about it a little bit in the second show. Um, if you want, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Oh no. But so then, yeah. So that's what happened to me. That was really, uh, yeah. So that was strange, and um, and then they kept following me. <laughs> so yeah, it got on top of me at night. Yeah, we just got on top of me at night, and I tried to push it off. They would try to ask it what it was, and it wouldn't answer me. So that was crazy. Wow, but yeah, you could really see it then. No. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, it's 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 very hard to see. Like, because the way I I interpreted it, uh, the spiritual world, I interpret it as another dimension, uh, or the way science would understand it is, it is another dimension. You know? uh, a high, maybe maybe a higher dimension, or maybe a parallel dimension. I doubt it's a parallel, but maybe a higher dimension. And so, like it is a parallel dimension, actually. I like parallel. It is a parallel dimension. Okay, I yeah. mean, it's, it could be looked at in a variety of ways, but as long as we understand that it's a, 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 a like a, a separate one than the one we live in, you know. And so, um, so I think that um, that's what um, that's what has to do with all these experiences that Paul might be having. It, 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 like you, you're you're basically tapping in or able to experience a little bit of an of, of this alternate parallel dimension called the spiritual world or get or, or get this or get this out of maybe it's the subconscious maybe actually you're able to see all these experience all these things in the subconscious realm of your mind so in a way you go deep into your subconscious realm and you stay there and then you get out of it when you change frequencies when you make sleep if you sleep you go in and you go out when you wake up you go in and you go out that's maybe i could be wrong but maybe that's how it works perhaps that's another good interpretation anyway uh so uh let me see sally do you have any other um experiences that you want to tell us about in terms of the paranormal or supernatural when it comes to your own personal or even, even uh from relatives or family members or uh friends that you may have heard of mm, well i think for myself it is only manifesting in this way. And then the only time that I had something more was like out-of-body experience when I was uh, younger, like five or six, that um, well, sometimes I feel a little bit like this still that when I am too deep in my head, um, that I don't realize I am uh, living like like I am myself, and so at that that time when I was uh, five, I felt like really like I could see myself in the classroom, and then realizing that I am the kid in the classroom. But uh, I still have it that I'm too deep in my head, and that then suddenly I have to look in the mirror to realize that I am really me, like squeeze myself. And, but I don't see myself from afar anymore. It's just that I think I'm just uh, very, very deep in my thoughts and going beyond you basically trapped. life here. 
Yeah, like yeah, a bit travel, <laughs> mind travel. Yeah, that's so awesome. that's the other thing that I have. But it's it's not scary, but it's just uh, yeah, it's a weird feeling at the the moment that you are like thinking like, am I real? <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It's like a little dissociative, maybe like you yeah. dissociate from your own uh, physical person, and then you're and then it makes it makes your your I guess your spirit or whatever question like what am I where do I live where do I belong you know it confuses you that's how I I don't know that's what I understand. yeah 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 it's like that that that's awesome. realization I see you hadn't even told me about that at all <laughs> no 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 that was a bit less uh you know exciting than the sleep paralysis I, I, but... no I think it's really exciting though I, I don't hear about that a lot but yes yeah, uh so you what else can you tell us about that? For that, yeah, I don't. I, that, I, that I have a lot, but or well, a lot. Well, more than sleep paralysis at the moment, but um, no, it's. I don't know how it uh, goes in there because, of course, when you're in your thought, you're just thinking about one thing, but it just leads to so many thoughts. I think I just have a very restless mind, like uh, yeah and uh, always uh, thinking so sometimes it ends up so far that it, thinking about things that are not to do with my life anymore mm -hmm. that that I just forget who I am <laughs> I think it is like that and um, no uh, I... sometimes it's disappointing that I'm like oh I'm, I'm myself <laughs> this is my life <laughs> I have to I have to get off this stop or I missed the stop or something and uh, yeah I don't know. I, I, I think um, I, I can totally relate, by the way, though. The reason why I kind of understand what you're saying is because I it I have similar experiences where I it can definitely. Um, especially like, you know, you guys know I smoke and like sometimes when I, when I smoke it, it can it enhance that to happen even easier. You know, and I'll just completely get lost and, and, and your mind wanders and you be, you basically wander away, you know. And so um, I can totally understand what you're trying to say. And especially when you're in, in public and you're like you said, on the train or on the bus and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, because you're I definitely know the feeling of being far gone when your mind and an active mind, which I think is part probably a. um a characteristic of create of creative people is a very active mind, you know. Okay, that's uh, that that's cool. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense to me. You have an uh, an active, you know, thinking mind. You're probably going to be creating things or, you know, putting together things. You know, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I am. Um, um, yeah, of course, I do the music stuff, etc. Um, but sometimes it's it's just so much thinking and less doing it <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of uh, thoughts and uh, a hard time switching off thoughts and thus I always forget time um, and I am like losing sleep over it um, but because of my active mind <laughs> yeah but you're an engineer but you're an engineer right but you're an engineer you're, I'm an engineer, yeah, IT engineer. We have an engineer mind. Engineer minds have that mind. They can never really turn off that 
that's what I was trying to say. You know, it's like you have a creative mind and whether it's music or even, you know, creating code or whatever, you mm. know. Mm. Yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my two cents and my personal experience of meeting people, you know. Uh, and and also personally with me, you know, like I said, I I um I'm I'm also in you know in science, you know, and uh I like to um look at the world and in, 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 in various different, you know, in its various different magnitudes, you know, at the microcosm and also the macrocosm. And, and uh, always thinking about things, always trying to create, always trying to, uh, you know, um, grow, expand progress, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, so no, that's why I was saying I can totally relate to, yeah. to how you feel about that in a certain way. Anyway, Paul, uh, last thing I want to ask you is, um, I know you were talking about a new writing process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> before we My writing process? Are the Sally's or mine? It's no, Paul. you were saying that at the beginning of the show, you were saying I, I have uh, kind of arrived at a new writing process and I found that really Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. And... Um, Gosh, I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally, I, I forgot. I, no, seriously, I am trying to remember. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Um, else, uh, edit, can... cut. No, I'm just kidding. Um, basically, okay. So basically, you're just, you know, trying to like take certain ideas and then you just sort of like just throw them out the door, just from out the window, that's it. That's just what I'm doing right now. This is like you say, okay, I want to do this, and then you say, forget it, and go, and you're done. Um, and then you go back to it like a month later, and you go, okay, you know what? Maybe that that works, and then that's it. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's 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 kind of like what I'm doing right now. It's basically <laughs> I'm trying to like like. So, like, so you're like putting riffs away and not like really worrying about them and then kind of return. It's like this. It's like, it's like this. It's like this. Okay. Uh, I think I'm still trying to sort of, um, I guess I'm sort of try, still trying to like comprehend my experiences from the past three weeks or a month ago and then try to like figure out what do I do with these ideas? How could I use them to sort of like you know write songs that you know maybe make more sense about my life now at this point you know because I, I like to believe at this point now I have moved on to a different point in my life where I'm able to like be like hey you know you're not you know you're not this um, self-deprecating person who's negative you're more like trying to be more upbeat and more positive things because you you know you know that there's something better out there for you so you want to be you know, you'll be better. You'll be happy. You know, it's happiness. You know, I, I maybe you could say I've. Okay, maybe I could say I am trying to be happy, and it's not trying to be. It's you want to be happy, and you will be happy because that's who you want to be. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so, uh, you would say? Would you say that it's um, 
it, it's been more of a change in perspective that has driven this this change in writing rather than rather than trying to specifically change the process of writing it's more of like a general a grand general perspective change that's triggered. it's like it's okay it's like this it's like okay it's like i write down like whatever occurred to me whatever i experienced and then you look at whatever occurred to me experienced and you sort of like try to like create um, certain ways to express what occurred to you, you know, and, and gosh, I'm trying to think, how could I say this? Um, you don't want to, you, you feel that you're saying to everybody, hey, you know what? Um, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I, I, believe me. No, no, really. I'm serious. It, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like you don't want to tell people that I'm not crazy. And this is how, you know, I'm dealing with all these different things in my life now, you know. I hear you, man. It's it. It sounds like, man. I, I gotta say, it sounds like you are going through very, something very deep. It and... was. A, it was. It was a deep experience, Aldo. It was a deep spiritual experience that I that I had to experience it, and I and I went there, and I'm still trying to process everything, and and then I was thinking, in this series is what I thought: is the band still relevant now? Is playing music or even being in God Stomper, is it still relevant at this point now in my life? Have I played overplayed it? Am I overdoing it? Should I just move on from it and just move on and just forget about it? That's seriously, those things went through my mind three, three weeks ago. After all these things occurred to me, I wondered how much have I really changed in three weeks? And am I, am I, am I, am I is it relevant to my life now at this point? And those things you know, you, you sort of look at them, you sort of have to sort of see them, you know, and, and understand, like, what am I doing now? Like, I mean, you, you just, just, yeah, sounds like you're questioning yourself and your existence and your whole, um, you know, perception of reality, like very deeply after this. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you, it sounds like you're even, you're still processing. That's, I, I that's what I would explain how you're having a hard time even finding some of the words to like, and you, yeah, you and try, try to express, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, and try to express, like, like when we're okay, like when we're like what we did the first two episodes. That was like a different me. That was like this different Paul. And then after that, now here's this new Paul who's trying to re trying to figure out where where does he go from here? Where what does he have to do? Are the things that he did a year ago still relevant to his life at this point now? Like, can he still write songs that that are him because you know with Gossamer it's it's you know I wrote all the songs but are they am I writing songs things are still relevant I'm not you know my what am I trying to say to myself you know it, it, you know I can obviously I can say to you or Sally that hey you know uh, yeah there's a there's more to life than just what we you see and you guys know that you know uh, you guys understand that there is but mm -hmm. what am I saying to myself like okay what now from this point you know from what you understand of things what is there more now to this point now like how do i write songs you know and how do i create you know where, where basically i'm just sort of like 
it's more like you're just being like a prophet. It's more like prophecy. It's just like you're just prophesizing things, like you know, and and whatever fits fits, you know, which is like what I've been doing for the past few years. But uh, you know, it's you know, I yeah, it was like I feel I feel like a lot of like just trying to reevaluate myself. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I and I probably could go ahead and say that it's likely that a lot of people are going through this sort of like internal. Yeah just in questioning everything because like you said this great reset thing it, it's 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 more than one area of life it pretty much affects every area of life and i'm sure it has a lot of people questioning like how's the world gonna be like five years from now how's my life gonna change how much or next or even next year or even next or even year. next year like you know what is the future of like our economies you know like are we going to go into hyperinflation or you know, what, what's going to happen with crypto? Is crypto going to, you know, upend everything? You're not going to completely, you know, disrupt the traditional system. You know, there's a lot of questions, both in the macrocosm of our um, existence in the world and down to like the personal, down to like the, the spiritual, like in this case, you know. And I think it's all spiritual. And I really believe, and I seriously, I believe everything that's going on right now, that's occurring everywhere around the world, especially with COVID, it's all spiritual. It's all basically spiritual. I mean, yeah, there's the medical aspect and the scientific aspect. But the funny thing is, the people who are in charge threw out all the scientific aspects of it and now are just dictating what they want, which is power. Mm -hmm. Control, complete control and power. It has definitely made it easy to dictate. Yes. Yeah. And, and so basically, it's not about the people. It's about we want to control you. And we now have the power. Now we have the time to do it. To whatever our, you know, we want, we can do it, and you will obey us, and you will do what we want, yeah. and you will, and you will be okay with it. And you're like, yes, yes, you know, as long as we're safe, as long as we're okay, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As long as we're safe, like that's uh, that's definitely the, the how how the equation sorry, works. Here. Sorry, I missed that bit. I was so out. It's okay. <laughs> what was? What were we talking about? <laughs> It's okay. No, we're we're just talking about we're just we're just talking about we're just we're just going on a tangent about change and you know people suck and <laughs> politicians suck. We were talking about how the Great Reset is actually you know more, in more than one facet of life. It's in every facet of life. Every facet of life is, is being sort of reset into a new into whatever this new normal is going to be. That's what we're saying. Mm, but you, you know. believe it is like uh, all like um, um, a conspiracy type of thing, or I believe it's some not, people are around killing people for sure. But I'm I'm saying like the politicians don't like to waste crisis; they definitely jump and take advantage of crises. And so a lot of um, a lot of a lot of they've take they've been able to dictate more meaning to, to tell us what to do a lot more than they were before this happened. That's what I was saying. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think to an extent. The whole thing about conspiracies is that conspiracies actually are not conspiracy, but they're truth. Because obviously, all we have to do in order to like, you know, create conspiracies is you just tell people what's going on and people will just you know, they'll tell people that are crazy for believing there is conspiracy, but conspiracies are always occurring all the time. You know, that that they're, you know, you just have to put it in plain sight. You know, they're there. And you'll be like, 
yeah, that has to be a conspiracy because you know this is this is not real. This is you know this is like unrealistic, but you know it's it's happening. You know, here in America, there's a, a long history of um, de- deceiving the public. <laughs> a, a long history of that. So that's why these conspiracies were born originally. It's because people were like. I don't know if I believe what you're telling me, Uncle mm. Sam. You know, I don't know if you're telling me the whole truth. That's how conspiracies were born. But eventually, we and I think we mentioned this in past episodes, eventually, in order to count, because these conspiracies, people doubting the official versions, it, it hurts the people in power, you know, because we're not believing their versions, you know, their versions of truth. Mm-hmm. So eventually they had to, they, 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 these conspiracies got so big and enough people started believing them that it, it really started to affect them. And that's when they started introducing into the conspiracy world, these, you could call them these right wing pro-government conspiracies. Anti-vaxxers. Like, <laughs> like uh, well, like for example, like the, um, the QAnon and stuff like that's, that's insane. Like that's, that's, yeah, uh, totally. that's, that's saying that some, some, uh, you know, politician is actually our savior that, cause that's, what's part of the QAnon thing that, that Trump was probably, that's likely was Q and who was telling them what to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was just pretty insane. And so that's why they started introducing these, these pro-government conspiracies in order to take away from from the from, from believability of the actual conspiracies that were born out of not believing the government basically you see what i'm saying to like to like smear those to in order in order so that you can group them all and be like all conspiracies are bad even the ones that don't believe what the government says you get what i'm saying yeah but those are also now very uh in i mean the thinking that all the governments are like working together to like kill us all or <laughs> but they are but, I, th- I mean, but we go ahead yeah no i think just it is um not something i am uh yeah thinking of like fan of um because I think a lot of times the governments are they want to make money so from what I, because there are some people around me who are going that direction these recent times and uh, in in how they say it it's just so intricate that I feel it is you're too far in or it's too smart <laughs> you can, they cannot execute that too good it's too smart. The, the whole policies they have been doing here the government here is too dumb to <laughs> to do it in how they say like they're gonna control us and my us and- i have had friends who have actually said that like these people they're not that smart they're like they could not do this you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like what you said and uh, but the way that I explain it is, well, look, it's like we're talking the way that I explain this is like we're talking about a, like the highest level of, of basically mafia or organized crime, however you want to call it. So if you can imagine a local mafia or a local organized crime, you can imagine like a state level or regional level one. 
And then you can imagine also that a national level one exists. Well, if you can imagine that, then you can also imagine an international level of mafia all the way to the very top of the capitalist pyramid, which is what? Banks. So that's how they can reach further than just one country because all these central banks, they're all connected to the same old European banking families. You see what I'm saying? So like it actually comes from way higher than countries, in my opinion. And they have all the money in the world. So they don't have to be smart. They can just pay smart people. See what I'm saying? Like, at least that's how I understand. That's true. No, I, I don't know about it. <laughs> but fair. Anyway, it's all about power. Let's put this way. It's all about power and control. And money and money is power. We know that. But look at this way. Look at what's going on, on YouTube. They censored, they're censoring everybody now. They're censoring like crazy. I'm like, I've never seen censorship like this before on YouTube. It's crazy now. I mean, um, either way, you can, everybody has a right to do their own opinion, but they're censoring people. And I'm just like, wow. Okay, why are they, okay, if you're censoring, what are you hiding? You know, seriously, what are you hiding if you're censoring people? No, there's censorship everywhere, man. Like, that's why, um, no, but on YouTube, but, 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 but I mean, YouTube is like, I mean, you know, yeah, there was censorship everywhere, but now it's more like in your face. It's more yeah. like, it's now like taken down when we were, when we were posting about Colombia and how the cops were like killing people on the street one day, yeah. like we felt, I woke up the next day and our stories were gone. Really? Wow. Just wiped. Yes, dude, because because like most of them were about Colombia and like we were posting about like shit that was literally happening in the streets, you know, you know, like, you know, gunfights, you know, people bleeding, you know, like that type of stuff. We were like, this is getting censored over there. We, we have to help, you know, show it, get it out, you know, and like one day we one day that we kept doing it after several days of doing it, I woke up and I checked it and they weren't there. So yeah, man, like there's, there's like, you wonder like, well, how can Google be against what you have to say? It's like, because it's not, it's not just, you know, one entity against one person. It's like class warfare. Yeah. It's class warfare. That's why they, they have organized against us. And that's why we have to organize against them because, you know, I'm not a communist, but I absolutely believe in class warfare that it happens every day. And the way to do it is like by silently conducting this war, silent warfare, yeah. silent weapons, you know? And so it doesn't appear that they, like the rich people wage war on us, but like when you look at it every day from housing to, to, you know, to food supply, to like devaluation of currency, like they attack you at education being attacked all the time. Or, or censored, you know, like we think they, they attack us on a daily basis from all sides. It's true. So like, that's why I think that it is a giant conspiracy. And the conspiracy is not against a certain number of people. It's class warfare. It's all, it's all, it's, it's, it can be displayed by just the concept of class warfare. The top wanting to stay at the top and oppressing the bottom so it cannot overturn that system. so yeah 
Welcome to the <laughs> Me and Paul Welcome podcast. Welcome to the Me and Paul podcast. <laughs> my, head. My, my head hurts. There are no experiences, <laughs> headaches, uh, grindcore, paradigms, <laughs> uh, weird shit. Paul doesn't, can't think of anything because he's totally brain damaged from his past experience. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah. That's okay. I'm okay. I'm it's okay. We're all okay. We're here. We're still alive. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I would say I would say we I've I've kind of exhausted everything that I had in my little list. And I wanna, okay, good. I want to thank. You. <laughs> 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 Finally, <laughs> I, I want to thank. <laughs> Great. I can't anymore. I want to thank. I think Sally. I, I just think Sally for putting up with both of us. Yes. Um, thank you, so <laughs> To put up with me and Aldo, but that's awesome because no, you know, <laughs> you know, we're we're really happy that you are able to be on our show, and you know, as a special guest, you know, so, um, and 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 we hope that the show goes on in New York, and you're able to fly out, and you know, you know, so. yeah, rock out, mm-hmm. rock out, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, funny. <laughs> I was, uh... Yes, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Along <laughs> it was uh, interesting. <laughs> I was in and out, but I, I think I heard uh, most parts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, uh, I think remember, it's... I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I swear um, I'm not crazy. I swear to God, I'm not crazy. No, well, you guys can um, think think what you want. Oh no, I mean like we do. We feel like we feel like it's it's yes. so it's so out there. Some of the stuff that we like, you know, feel about how the world uh, operates is my that my brain is still reason. out there. My my brain's still in the van. I'm still there in the. I'm probably you know what? I'm probably still sleeping in the van right now, and I'm like. <laughs> Um, this is probably me still here, like out in the subconscious, having this conversation, which is why it's so it's working <laughs> because I'm still sleeping. I know. I seriously, I thought I, I'll be honest. I thought I died. No, no, no. This is okay. Adding to that, I since okay, this is what's weird. Also, with energy and uh, chakras, my throat started swelling, and I was ready to die. Like uh, on the 17th of August, so basically four days after that occurred to me, I almost. I thought I was going to die. Like I was at work and my throat started closing on itself. And I thought I was having someone do like a, you know, like a, like a Darth Vader, you know, throat squeeze. And I started doing, I started going, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I thought I was going to die. Seriously, my my heart started pounding. Like I thought I was going to drop dead. Holy crap. And, but I read online, I realized that's, you know what that does? You're supposed to have near, in order to create the spiritual awakening since uh, phenomena to occur, you must have a near-death experience. It has to occur in order for you to have that occur to you, the near-death experience. You have to go into, in order to go into that other realm of subconscious, you have to die or almost die. You have to almost die. I've, I've heard, they call that mystic oh death. Oh my God. Yes. You heard about that? Yes. 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 Yeah. It's like, it's like I, you have yeah. to like almost believe, truly believe that you're almost going to die. And that, and that was how they like, they, they think that that was the ancient initiation uh, process by like ancient Egyptians. Yes. Into yep. Yep. 
So they like I, yep. believe that you were about to die. Yes, and then yes. from then you never were the same after that. Yes. And you're absolutely 100% correct on that. And I agree with you. You're right. And that's what occurred to me. And that's what I believe is one of the initiations into the divine mysteries. Yeah. Of into, this into the mysteries, and, basically. And it's, it's scary. Yeah. And you, you know what the thing is? There's people who do die. Because they don't know how to survive and they die because they don't know how to survive that. When that occurs, they just they get scared and they have a they have like a uh, they go into shock and sometimes they'll just drop dead or they might call the ambulance and then the ambulance will take them to the hospital and they might die at the hospital because because they don't know the doctors don't know what to do with them because they're like, well, we don't know what's going on. The guys, they're dying and we can't save them and then they die. But they were able, able to survive that near death experience and you know, be here to explain to you like all oh, that crazy shit that occurred, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened to me. And this is what I saw. So you can say, baby, there's a lot of people who did survive and there's people who did not survive. Right. Right. Deeper. This is going to deeper, deeper. Yeah. Remember, this is going to in the next episode. <laughs> well, the number four, yeah. four, number we'll have to, Sally, we'll have to delve four. deeper into that. <laughs> I, I will check. Well, we were, we're gonna have to like not uh, hold Sally hostage anymore here. Thank you so much, Sally. Again, thank you. Let me just take one. Good luck with your projects. Talking to you. Thanks. Goodbye. Just want to wake up. Bye, Paul. Bye.